lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what Welcome back. Hello, everybody. You are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We're discussing the two bachelorette. Did you know there's two bachelorettes this season? Still only one. Still have a combined rose ceremony. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what's going on here. We'll talk about meatball. I am. Jo- My name is Brian Beckner, by the way. I am joined now, as always, by the by the life's blood of the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. Of course, I'm talking about Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you, buddy? Hello, everybody. All right. Woo. Hello there. Love it. All right. So, um. You know, for those just joining the podcast, I got myself a microphone. You sound great. Um, you know, 25 plus years in radio. Yeah. So I know what I'm doing. Probably set, a microphone for seven the or eight time. years doing this podcast with no microphone. Yeah. Just talking to the computer. I also purchased a microphone probably three years ago. Yeah, I, at your at your behest, I bought one, and then for whatever reason, just didn't use it. Well, because you're um, broadcasting. It's nice to have a microphone when you're broadcasting. You know, there used to be a charm to podcasts, and because podcasts have become so prolific, yeah, and, and corporate and monetized, not this, one. not this one. the 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 quality of the broadcast it has has raised so it's like yeah they're used it's it's almost like uh i don't know like uh uh garage bands back in the day they would record you know kill them all in the garage yep and it was that like authentic yep. sound from a garage and you knew where it was coming from totally and it was cool and it but and that's kind of how podcasts used to yep. be but now it's um you know corporate corporations have gotten a piece of it and That's now right. we're all expected to have microphones hey, now this is not corporate over here but also people turn them off if the mics are bad so they're not going to be doing that here anymore because we sound fantastic Let, let's hope not let's okay. hope not so okay. let, let's dive yeah. into this and and by the way yeah um you know i think a couple weeks back or last week i tweeted out something and i got a valid question so as if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that you know they call they've called this podcast the Great White in a Sea mm-hmm. of Bachelor podcasts. Mm-hmm. And one of my astute uh, Twitter friends asked me, "Hey, I listen to every podcast. It's great. Just wondering who who called it the um, Great White in a Sea of podcasts." Yep. And because I'm ne- I'm never going to be dishonest with our listeners i i answered um i answered as truthfully as i can and i said people that's right i've heard that i've heard people call it call it that yeah peop, people yeah call it that. yeah um so what are we on this is like i think this is the third it's fourth third fourth. podcast oh, of third. the this bachelorette season that's right because we did the first two in one show yeah and, yeah. and last last episode ended where they kind of diverged a little bit. You know, the, they spent a good part of the first three episodes figuring out that this uh, Wild West, where you have two bachelorettes and, mm-hmm. and 30 men vying for them, 
there it wasn't working for the two women. They found themselves to be cheapened and uh, set aside, yeah. and they weren't seen. Yeah, and the, all the power was to the men, which is basically what this show has always been about. Of course, this is the the whole point of having two bachelorettes. Is they're like these two girls got fucked over by Clayton Eckerd last season. We're gonna we're gonna do them a solid. We're gonna show them that they can be in control, and we're gonna have two bachelorettes. And of course, it's the actual opposite situation as predicted. Yeah, yeah. it's turned into the. Uh- the power of the contestants to choose right. and make the subjects feel bad. So That's right. if, um, if you don't recall the kind of cliffhanger and yep. they did a real bad job with this one is that the cliffhanger from last mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. or last episode was that meatball was asked by Rachel. If he wanted uh, a rose, he declined her rose because he was into Gabby only to be sent home because Gabby didn't give him a rose. So a guy named Meatball. Wait, um, Meatball didn't get the, sent home? Well, the cliffhanger was oh. that Meatball went back into the house oh, and begged Rachel to give him another chance, even though he just turned her down for a rose. So mm-hmm. you tune into this week's thinking, wow, yep. they, they need to resolve the Meatball situation. Nothing happens. <laughs> And and they just didn't. They just completely <laughs> glossed over it. Um, meat, meatball is just in the house. Yeah, and they make they make some passing reference to, yeah. Rachel gave me a second chance. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was it. That was the big cliffhanger. Yeah. Meatballs, yep. We lost that in the um, edit. <sighs> yep. So every single season of every Bachelor franchise, you know, they start in L.A. They do the the mansion, and then. If you make it far enough, you get a chance to go to a romantic country or city, um, and they're typically not romantic at all. I think it's it's whatever city uh, the production company has set up a bunch of free shit at, mm-hmm. um, and then they, they make it seem romantic. But a lot of times, we haven't even heard of these cities they're going to. I give the show credit. Now- my coworker John Ramos at Fox Sports Radio. You bring him um, up all the time. You love yeah, to well, drop he, names of radio people, and this I mean, John Ramos, yeah, who is I not mean, known he, to the audience, he's only known to you. You bring him minute. up. You bring him up every week. Everybody knows John Ramos at Fox mm. Sports Radio. Oh, okay. Um, so he uh, he astutely brought up that you know you guys do nothing but crap on this show, and he was saying it. He was saying it in um, in a good way. Like, yeah. you know, there isn't a whole lot of positivity to this thing. You guys basically call them out for what it is. And you're and I said, you're right. But you yeah. know what? I'm going to go against the grain here. Yo, uh-huh. Maybe I'm a little sensitive to critique, but I'm yeah. going to say, look, I give the show credit in that they actually chose a romantic destination for one of their episodes. Oh, is this... Um- that wouldn't be Paris by any chance. <laughs> yeah. They actually chose Paris. Uh, the r- most romantic city on earth is that's what I've been told. Did they mention that at all? That it's just romance there and you just feel romantic and there's cobblestone streets and there's just a, f- a vibe in the air. Yeah. It's usually mm-hmm. like, I can't think of a better place to fall in love than Cleveland. 
You know, like that's usually something, a real big downer. But when they actually say in this episode, there's no better place to fall in love, there's actually some credence to it. (laughs) Yeah, because normally they're like, I've always wanted to fall in love in Hamburg. (laughs) Yeah. Or who was the contestant uh, one year that just couldn't stop being amazed at Uruguay? Yeah, I don't know. That was great. Yeah, Paraguay or Uruguay. Yeah, Uruguay, Um, Uruguay, yeah. (laughs) So um, before they get to Paris, you know, they're all kind of um, sitting around at the the mansion. And the villain of the episode, the villain of the season, needs to be basically uh, named. We had a villain last week and he's gone. I've already forgotten his name. Yeah. And so the villain that's kind of held over from last week that got a reprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um he's front and center this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the word. And and reprise. Yeah, either. Well, Mm -hmm. great. They have have this this cat named Hayden in the in the mansion saying cats now? Yeah, yeah. They're like (laughs) uh you know, he he starts telling Gabby's group of guys, you know, because they have now two groups. They have Rachel's group and Gabby and he's like, Yeah, you know, I I refer to her as rough around the edges. But mm-hmm. that's what she called herself. I was basically yeah. repeating what she had already called herself back to her. Yeah. And I don't think she took it the right way, yep. but I didn't mean it. And, and you know, mm-hmm. and some of the guys mm-hmm. were, took issue with that. Right. And then, then this guy just started, I think he realized either it's an actor or he just realized yeah. he's not long for the show yep. because he starts calling him. Uh, these two bitches are too dumb to realize. And like, he starts, he basically just starts using language that, Knowing the show and knowing what yeah. what happens when this happens, yeah. um, you're you're going to get kicked off soon. We, but he's we, getting off get some good scuds. Yeah, we've already we've already kicked a guy off this season for saying that he wasn't he wasn't DTF if he was third on a match on on fantasy right. suites. Yeah, right. I meant meant to bring this up last week. We, you notice we're back to calling him fantasy suites. Yeah, that they took a couple uh, years off of that. Yeah, they stopped calling it was overnights. Yeah, it was overnights. Yeah, and all of a sudden, people are getting their fantasies happening again on the fantasy suites. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I, I guess just the um, environment changed somehow. I'm, I, I don't know how you come out of like Me Too and and all this stuff, and it's somehow changed to be more objectifying but fantasy suites are are a thing again and just plainfully admitting that to having sex on the show is a thing too so yeah it's open season either this hayden thing either he's he's an actor and look i was resistant to your he's a paid plant situation my girlfriend and i my girlfriend shane and i we've been watching nathan fielder the rehearsal on HBO Max and it's so good. But she keeps going, oh, this guy's an actor. That guy. She thinks there's planted people in there. And I I'm just I'm so naive and I'm always looking at at the positive. I'm like, no, they would never do that. Of course they do that. Yes. Hayden yeah. is Hayden is either one of their planted aspiring actors that they bring in or they have tape of everyone in the house talking shit like that and when they want to cultivate a villain they just go hey bring me uh bring me hayden's tape 
and we're going to use that this week. We're going to give that to the editor. We're going to need a couple of his a couple of his best gems about of being a misogynist and talking shit on these beautiful women because we're going to get rid of him. He's he's this week's villain. That so they they they've got it where they can just edit it edit anybody into being the villain or mm-hmm. Hayden and his dog Rambo of course have been given a script. That's the, the thing. Where, and yes, yeah. If you if if you had any doubts that he was an actor and he was just being stupid or he knew he was getting voted off so he was going to go down uh blazing but like the the dog Rambo thing, the dog dying thing and you know, I don't care if you get this um reference but you know, you come out of an up tempo record with the story of a a, a, a dog dying. Yeah. Is yeah. Dawn on the phone? Yeah, that's uh, that's. You gotta talk great. about a, a a dog dying coming out of an up tempo record. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was that's the great Casey Kasem, oh, who yeah. who was a DJ, who did a show that was eight minutes every Saturday, eight minutes of recording, <laughs> and when he died, his wife Nick Tortelli's wife from Cheers had to had to spirit his body away to another state in order to maintain control of his hundred plus million dollar fortune. No idea that happened. He did. Yes, he did. Wow. He did Shaggy's voice on Scooby-Doo for Hanna-Barbera. And then he was a DJ that hosted a top 10 that got played on roughly 800 radio stations every weekend. And because of that, he had um, nine figures in his bank account when he died. Okay, go on. But great, hey, great reference. Um, yeah. So, um, by the way, he was four foot nine, and his wife. Was Did you meet him? That, that wasn't weird at all. Did yeah, you I ever met, see- him at a, uh, met him at a uh, premiere radio uh, Christmas party. Yeah, twenty years ago. So he got them paid too. <clears throat> all right. So here's the deal. Um, before they go to Paris, um, you know they 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 set the villain of the episode up, and they had this guy talking shit, and then Jesse enters. The mansion says, hey, here's the deal. The women left. The two women took off. Like, yeah, like anybody's fooled. Anybody at this point in, yeah. in, in, in the Bachelor franchise is fooled by that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, like, the women took off. Yeah. Like like they're going to just leave a fucking gaping hole in um, ABC's entire summer. Because, you know, they're going to yeah. be doing fucking double episodes here pretty quick. It's already two hours a week. Look for it to go to three hours a week here pretty soon. So he says they took off and they went to one of the most romantic cities on earth. And two of you guys, one, one for each of them are going there right now. And then Tino and Jason, a couple of really good looking dudes. Yeah. Tino for Rachel, Tino Italian from Santa Clarita here. And, uh, and Jason, some complete numbskull zero. Um, is going to Paris, Paris, France, and yeah. the other guys are going to a cruise ship off of some Harfoth, France, or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, Har La La Harve, La Harve. You know, I've never been to France. I don't know. Well, uh, Stevie Carbone, Reality Steve sent me a text in the middle of. He watches it live. I typically catch it the day or two afterwards. Yeah. And he said, you're going to love the alliteration of the cruise that these guys are on, the cruise oh, ship, and because oh. I love alliteration. Virgin Voyages? Yeah. yeah. But 
quickly, my thought on alliteration is that it is uh, alliteration is the symbol of 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 a lack of creativity, of laziness. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you know that somebody didn't put some put any thought into something like a TV segment, if they just do alliteration. Yeah. You know, no. like like yeah. Paul's points or something like that. Um, so I love alliteration, and here it is: um, vir- the Virgin Voyages Valiant Lady is the right. name of yeah. the cruise ship. It is um, it's a virgin ship, so it looks kind of cool. It's got a bunch of shit in it. It's got a tattoo shop, so they're like they're cruising off the coast or whatever. And uh, Rachel and Gabby are with their two dudes yeah, no, in hold, Paris. Hold on a second, because it's. Do you think a tattoo shop on a floating, <laughs> a floating city, is a good idea? Because, right. like, I don't care how big the ship is, the ocean is bigger, and if the ocean gets a little rocky your tattoo is gonna look fucked up also do you think the better tattoo artists in the world are gonna be like there's like dave Chappelle does an arena he he (laughs) he sells tickets at an arena there's another there's other comedians that do that work on cruise ships similarly do, do you think the better tattoo artists are just at their own shop or are sailing the Caribbean doing palm tree tattoos? Just wondering. It just seems like an odd place. Like of all the things you can have on a cruise ship, a yeah. tattoo shop seems a little crazy. And and you'd think that they would have services that were a little less permanent, you know, like, yeah, like that's a, true. A, a spa a manicure, yeah. a, a haircut. Yeah. Um, you know, things mm-hmm. that are services that just upkeep and yeah. maintenance on your body, but yeah. but putting something on yes. your body for life as you're just on a, a, a week voyage, that doesn't you, seem to be uh to make much sense to me. It's it seems like they could have taken the uh the square footage that they dedicated to the tattoo shop and instead had a no waiting genital wart removal stand. <laughs> right. Because yeah, you are on a, on a virgin cruise, you know, I imagine there's a lot of that. That's rampant. <laughs> um, they could have a place where you go after you get a virus. Yes. That's what they I'm saying. Used, yeah. They could have used a that. quarantine, a quarantine spot, a recovery area. Um, and, and, and just to put a button on, uh, cruise cruises, I've never yeah. been on one. Never. Me either. Me either. I never will. The only thing you ever hear about cruises, man, a uh. <laughs> lot to eat and a, a lot to eat and a yeah. lot to drink. Yeah. Those are two of yeah. the most common things you ever hear yes. about a cruise. Yes. No here, but there also there's five cruise eventualities and then none of these are good. Number one, for sure on the cruise. This is going to happen to somebody, and it might be you. Murder by stranger. Yeah. Two. Murder by spouse. Great place to do murders. You're you're not you're outside of the law. You know those ships are registered in other countries, tax havens. Yeah. Yeah. And you're in international waters. 
Murder by stranger, murder by spouse, spouse, contraction of unknown illness. You're always hearing about these outbreaks on ships that coronavirus was the first time we heard about it on some, on some ship. Contraction of known illness. Flu. Just regular diarrhea. That's it. That's what happens on cruises. <laughs> well, there you go. Yep. The five things that happen on cruises. Oh, also rogue um, waves. Rogue. That's why you can't get a tattoo on a ship is because go on YouTube right now and tap type in cruise ship rogue wave. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> oh, you're doing the thing to the mic again. Don't do that. No, no, Don't, no. Stop touching it. Uh, that was a that was a belly laugh. That okay. Became a microphone. Uh, let's call. Okay. Let's so get, um, let's get back on track. So, um, yeah. what happens is they go to Paris. It's time for the two one-on-one dates. Gay parade. But, but they're not they're not one-on-one dates because yeah. uh, Gabby and Rachel are together it's at a, a coffee date. shop. Yep. And then two dude, their two dudes come and meet them at their coffee shop. And I I, I saw an interesting uh, dynamic. Okay, Jason, who is Gabby's guy, walks in first. Now, they're both. On the show, The Bachelorette, the dynamic is men and women. It's like, but and Rachel is is ahead of Gabby in line to greet them. Yeah, he walks right past Rachel and hugs Gabby, which is a strange one. Like he could have easily hugged both of them. Like nobody would have faulted them. Gabby would not have faulted him or gotten jealous. He could have at least gave her a light hug and then went to the the person that chose him but i noticed that he just walked right past rachel to get to gabby that was kind of awkward uh mm-hmm. then rachel hugs her tino they go they go to separate dates now very boring for the city the the most romantic city in the world they picked a horrible day because it it rained all day so everything is done in an umbrella everything that's done is just kind of wet um, they end, you could tell they had to do last minute things. Uh, so they actually had Gabby and, uh, and Jason trying on hats. I got a major which could not be less interesting. They were, so they got their head me- heads measured and Gabby was a little worried and she's like, Oh, is it big? She's worried. She had a big head and she's, <laughs> and the French woman is like, no, it is very small. 56 centimeter. And that's my French accent, by the way. And then the guy, what's his name? Jason. Gets it, gets his head measured, whatever. And then he goes, and then he, then they put, they figure out hats that fit him. And, you know, she puts one on hers looked kind of hers. She like put all her hair up inside of it. I didn't know what was going on there. Then he puts his on and he goes, he goes, what is this thing? It's a fucking hat. <laughs> like what's yeah. the confusion? They put a hat on his head, and he's like, "What? What is this thing? What are the? What is the the cocheted hat that all Parisians beret? Yeah, what? Yeah, it's just one of those. It's a beret. Knows. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and by the way, Jason, he doesn't say much. He's he's no. a kind of adult. Yeah. And then Gabby, as we've already established, Gabby is he's the man of few words, as she calls him. Gabby is the woman of, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Like she, that's what she does. So these two aren't really lighting it up with the conversation. Gabby actually is like, you know, I'm hoping he loosens up a little bit. She says that the entire day. Now a flash to Tino and Rachel and they're having a good old time. Uh, they're making out everywhere. I'm a Tino fan. He seems like a really good guy. Yeah. He's in construction. Handsome. Um, yeah. You, you, yeah. Tino's a good guy and he's yep. Italian and Rachel's the daughter of a mafia, uh, you know, enforcer. So yep. that, that might work now. She's now Rachel, they, they fuck up Wait. a couple crepes on this. And look, I didn't need the yeah. Rachel Ray cooking segment. Like, here's how to make a crepe where, where the, the Frenchman's like, would you like to come back? Would you like to come on the food truck and make a crepe? And they're like, oh, yeah. We are. I'm like, just make me the crepe. Just yeah. make me the crepe. Put the shit in it. And I'll eat it. Just like, it's, it's just amazing how they had two cont- contestants on TV and the person just happened to invite them in to make crepes. Like, yeah. It just it just happened to work. And then when they got it then when they got in there, it was all well lit and yeah. multi cameras in there. <laughs> so it was just very very spontaneous crepe making. What are the odds? Yeah. And uh Rachel Rachel has kind of a red ass coming off of last she, episode she really because does. she was she was turned down yeah. by three guys at the rose ceremony and it really imp- affected her feelings. So she carries it into Paris. So the whole day, she's just like kind of a bummer, but then she starts making out with this dude. And then, of course, as we've now learned with Rachel, I mean, this is a roller coaster we're going to ride the entire time. She's either wildly in love and the happiest girl on earth, or she's miserable and nobody loves her. And it all depends on if if everybody isn't paying attention to her and kissing her ass yeah then she's miserable um yeah, yeah. but T- tino does a good job of uh, paying attention to her throughout and i found it interesting when they sat down uh over uneaten food yeah uh, which yeah. Is on this podcast is code for dinner now um over uneaten food he's like hey just want to i, I just want to ask you how you how you doing coming off of that rose ceremony and she says, quote, yeah, um, thanks for checking in. Now, thanks for checking in. They just spent the entire day together. They were just together <laughs> yes, all day I know. I know. making out. Yeah. And she says, thanks for checking in. Now, it's like a lot. It's your microphone, by the way. But it's like a lot like they're um, like, I like Rachel. I think she's attractive. Like, I think she seems fun. And they're clearly playing up this. Uh, she's jilted. She's ignored. She's not, doesn't feel seen thing that they're doing on the show, and it just it just makes me not like Rachel. Jason's microphone is in is in an aquarium right now. It has been placed in some type right, of so water filled uh, yeah, receptacle. Yeah, so- yeah, so clean that up and edit. Uh, no, I can't. That's what I was kind of getting to is that like there is Rachel's either miserable or she's she's high as a kite. Um, yeah, she and yeah, she is. She's an attractive woman. She is well spoken. She kind of she seems to have um, she seems to be very self aware. And of the two, she's she's probably the more interesting, but. She's a an emotional wor- roller coaster th- through this entire thing, but um, 
she gets into this conversation with Tino and Tino is like, look, I had two parents who loved me very much and my siblings. They both had full-time jobs, but they prioritized us and, and made us, you know, feel love. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, so, you know, and I'm thinking this is when she's going to tell her story, which yep. is she, you know, her dad was always collecting money from store store owners. Right. He's, and, my and dad beat, would and come beating home up people. and he, and he's like, look, I, I need a, a minute to relax with the newspaper. I've been breaking fingers all day. <laughs> so, and you know, so I, I, I figured she would be like, yeah, you know, he, he's always kind of beating people up when they wouldn't make their payments. And, uh, but anyways, Tino gets a rose and they, they start making out in front of the Eiffel tower and Rachel actually says, and remember this, I think I'm definitely going to fall in love with Tino. He made me feel seen. Everything that happened last week at the rose ceremony is, is forgotten. Yep. Tino, it's all about Tino. Now, Yes, that, that's all that should matter. By the way, yes, the goal yes. of the show is to find yes. one person. I know, I know. And Tino, he's good looking. Sounds like he's got his own. He's a contractor. He's running his own business. Like things are going well for my man Tino. Also, and don't don't like. Let's let's not minimize this fact because it's a huge factor. He lives in Los Angeles, which is where you want to be if you are on this game show called The Bachelor. You're trying to become some type of influencer, host, dancing with the stars. You want to be where the agents and managers and jobs are. And if you pick a guy like that one murderer that lived in Iowa... Who's the guy that did the murders on the show? Chris. Chris man, the farmer. Man, if any news ever comes out about Chris the farmer on on Twitter and you happen to mention that he did a murder, people get so mad at you. They really, really come back at you. There's a lot of housewives out there that do not like being confronted with the fact that Chris the farmer murdered somebody. So Tino checks every box. So it shouldn't matter. That other guys aren't paying attention to you. You're only there to find one person. It actually would be worse if everybody was bugging you when you just already said you were in love with one guy. Yes. Go on. Yes. That's the problem. That is. So, just remember that. I think I'm definitely going to fall in love with Tino. Well, it sounds like that's the only thing that should matter. But anyways, so uh, the dudes are on the cruise ship. Uh, you know, they're talking and they're fighting for, uh, for Gabby's love, um, is on the group card. So it's, it sounds like as we're watching the Rachel and and Gabby one-on-one date, they're setting up the group date for Gabby's team. Remember there's two teams now there's a Gabby, Gabby's group, and then there's a Rachel's group. So the, the date card reads Gabby's fighting for Gabby's love. So all the guys are like, oh, cool. We're going to do a competition, kick some ass for Gabby. Yeah. Um, this I find this sexist, by the way, where they're like, um, every time it's a bachelorette, they're like, hey, let's see how these guys play rugby. Let's see um, who's the best at killing an animal. And 
that would be like if the women were on the show and it's like, who makes the best meatloaf? <laughs> like who who does um who who does the quickest load of who knows how to separate the colors from the whites <laughs> and the hot and the cold? Who you know, who's got the best blowjob skills? It's like, hey, I, like this is it's kind of offensive to me that like, hey, let's have them all box. Like, yeah. how about no? How about I'm not fucking boxing for your entertainment on your TV show? It's crazy. It, it, it's very uh, appealing to the, the, the lowest sexist. common denominator yeah. of men. They fight. Uh, yeah. Now, Gabby and Jason are eating under uh, or are, are sitting there with uneaten food. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, the way they edit this is that Jason's not saying much. There's a lot of silence, yeah. a lot of long pauses does, does he need to get and, does he need to get vulnerable for gabby to um yeah, yeah. no yeah he she yeah. wants him to open up now jason starts explaining his fucking deal why he's so reserved and gabby's like after every fucking sentence she said yeah yeah and then she's mixed in a new word i guess to mix up the yes so she'll go for every three yes she'll be like yeah Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, that's Gabby yeah. for this entire uneaten food session. Now, um, Jason's story doesn't really add up. He says um, he he never measured up to friends growing up. And then he says he got into tennis and he played to beat everyone because yeah. he never thought he measured up. And then he quit. Yeah. And then he's like, so it's been tough. I, the story was yeah. stupid. I know. And she, and of course she responded with, yeah, yeah, totally. I didn't get like, what was he bitching about that? He played I don't know. tennis. Like, was he bitching that his parents didn't love him enough to get him a, a Rawlings glove and a teach him, get him, get him on into little league. He had to play tennis. Also, I hear tennis. I hear you grew up rich. That's what I hear. Because you, exactly, you play, you play it, it tennis, you got to like, get lessons. You know, then those are expensive. Kid problems, yeah, yeah. Rich kid problems yeah. is I, I played tennis for a long time. Oh, uh, we didn't. We didn't have our own court. I had to go to the Mulholland Club to play. It was bullshit. And and then when they wanted me to tour in Europe, it was going to cut into my trust fund, so uh, I quit, and <laughs> it was really tough on me. <laughs> and that's why. And that's why I'm I'm really quiet. And she's like, yeah, totally. Totally. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Gabby gives him a rose. They make out in front of the Eiffel Tower. Um, and Gabby, for whatever reason, is emotional. She's crying. I know. It, like, I don't, these guys, this, I don't know if, oh. if I'm ever going to find love. Hold on. I missed something. I wasn't watching too closely during their dinner because Jason was crying about how much he had to play tennis growing up. Does um, Gabby, how's her relationship with her mom? Yeah, it's the second, the second time she's told this story. Mother daughter, mother daughter bond stronger, <laughs> stronger than ever. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm with Gabby here. Her mom sounds like a huge piece of shit. But it's like we, we don't need to be beaten over the head with the same messages every episode. Let's mix it up. And it, it gets her into a really shitty mood. Like it's yeah, she. I mean. It's not a good thing and it it's, sucks, but there are a lot of people out there. Yeah. 
There's a lot of people out there who uh, have have had kids who shouldn't have had kids. That's right, and they become awful parents. That's right. I mean, it's not a, it's not an uncommon story, but she's she's made it very very personal. Totally and wants everyone to feel bad for her here, so that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. So um, the the group date for for now keep keep this in mind. The group date for Gabby is her dudes are going to get into boxing matches for her love. And then there's going to be a winner. I don't now. That's undetermined. I don't understand what what the rules are. Is is there a tournament? Is there whoever boxed best? Whoever she just likes better? Exactly. I, who, I know the rules are are vague. So no, um, yeah, they're they're boxing each other. But before that, Rachel just crashes the date. Now this yeah. this is my thing. It's She's like so it's needy. Gabby's date. Yeah. yeah, but they have to have her fucking friend there. Yeah, and. They bring in Rachel's clan of dudes to stand on the other side of the ring. And yes. Rachel starts bitching to us that her guys aren't even making the effort, not even making eye contact. This is the, Nobody did, came over. They did this last episode. Yes. Can't get any attention. These guys are just here to talk to each other. What about me? No one's even. No one's even trying to get any time with me. So she's inside her own feelings and feeling like shit and totally being a downer on Gabby's date. Like yeah. this is Gabby's time. And she's shitting mm-hmm. on it. Great point. Because her dudes won't even go over there. Great um, point. So, and by the way, Logan is one of Rachel's dudes and they have Logan saying off camera that it was kind of tough to see Gabby again. Quote, I haven't seen her in a while and some of the old feelings came to the surface. Now, by old feelings, and I haven't seen her for a while, he's referring to about three and a half days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, I think she even says at some point, I've, it's been so long. I haven't seen you in two days. <laughs> yeah. So Logan's got old oh feelings. My God. What, that are, is it an aquarium that the microphone goes in? Because your takes are so hot, Jason. Your takes are hot. A take is like an opinion. Your takes are so hot, you have to cool the microphone off by putting it in a bucket in between takes. Is that what's going on? Is that that what it sounds like? Yeah, it sounds like it goes underwater. That's great. Um, So the uh, Logan's got feelings for Gabby. That becomes another storyline. That Logan is the first dude to be like, I know that I'm in one team, but I think I belong in the other team because I have feelings for the other person. Yeah, I didn't so see this, this becomes, coming. Yeah, this becomes a running thing. I now, wonder, Logan who, I wonder the, who's going to be the villain next week, Jason. Any guesses? <laughs> mm-hmm. He was the guy that ma- was the first to make out with both of them on one date. Oh, so that's right. <laughs> that kind of sealed his fate, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what happens with this, the group date, it's almost nothing about Gabby and everything about Rachel's feelings. And then Spencer, uh, a guy named Spencer, wins the challenge. I don't know what he did to win, but he gets a belt. Um, you know, it was a bunch of footage of guys pounding on each other and yeah. reactions to the to the punches. Pretty good. And then all of a sudden, Spinner, Spencer wins, <laughs> and he gets a a one on one time over uneaten food wait, with wait. Gabby. Was this was this a tournament situation? Was this like um, UFC? That's, that's what I'm asking. UFC that's three, a- where you had to fight three times in the night to win. 
I, I that's what I'm asking. There was no nothing was laid out. It yeah. looked like they all just fought once against one guy. Right. Well, um, this is this is like that one time that girl did the hurdles against like four other girls, and they're like, "We have officially crowned the greatest athlete in bachelor history." And I'm like, "Yeah, wait, they just, it's just like six six chicks did an obstacle course. Like, I don't know why is she the best ever." Yeah, the fastest in, yeah. in history. Yeah. In the bachelor history. Um, now, um, Gabby has one on one time with Spencer. He re- she really likes this Spencer dude. Um, now it's time for Rachel's group date. But before she does the group date, she needs to address the guys. Yeah. And Rachel walks up with, very pissed off at her group of dudes who are just sitting on the couch uh, scrunched together. And she starts laying in on the guilt trip that she was sitting there and that no one even bothered to look at me. You guys were all focused on the boxing match and that yeah. no, not one person walked over to me. Yeah, And then she's like, I just want to feel seen. I want yeah. to see effort. And Noticed. I, yeah. Right. Notice. So what I found ironic was, she says her piece and then she walks out of the room and they show her walking Yeah, and not one of the guys was self-aware enough to be like, I'm going to run after her right now and I'm going to console her. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, she just said, you guys aren't making the extra effort. And then she walks off alone and all the dudes are like, man, that sucks. Yes. You, and you know that they were, they're probably told they're like, okay, come watch the boxing thing, but don't like pay pay attention to Rachel. You know, we don't, we don't have the, uh, we don't have the blocking done. We don't have the cameras set up to, (laughs) to catch all that. You're not mic'd. You know, it's yeah. it's like just hang out. We're just we just you want to fill the room. Yeah, yeah, you're just wallflowers. And then point. and you're so not- Rachel and so Rachel's like, oh my god, this is awful. And then the next day she has her group date, and she's like, no guys like me, and they don't even want to talk to me. Yeah. One, she said she loves Tino already. Anyway, he's gonna win unless he he pivots off it. And B, she's like, no guy likes me. The very next scene, nine guys are sprinting towards her. Hey, what's up, Rachel? Like, I'm going to get there first. They're running as fast as they can. So I'm just, I'm just having a hard time following her lament yeah, on the show. And, and what's great is they all run to her and they're all hugging her. And you could tell the problem with her addressing the, the guys like that is that now when they do act like they care, all they're doing is acting like they care because she yes, told them to. I know. Like, yeah. it, it, it's it all seems inauthentic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they all hug her and they're standing there waiting for, waiting to be told what they're doing on the group date. And she can't let it go. She was like, Hey, just want to let you know, it was tough for me to show up here today. Uh, you know, last night I didn't, I wasn't seeing you guys weren't making the effort. So she, she lays on the guilt trip yet again, the next yeah. day before yeah. the group date. No, it so, never ends. It's endless. Yeah, the group date is they walk into like some living room with a couple of euros, a couple of French people making out, and I guess they're they're love experts. Yeah, they go to, they go to, they go to makeout school. Hey, we're in France. We're gonna go to school to learn how to fuck by a couple um, of um, unfortunate looking fifty somethings. Yeah, one, they were one of whom's called Boris. They were very European. Yeah. I'm guessing the they each were 
each other's mistresses. In other words, they oh, had right. their spouses at home yeah, yeah. and they were just being very French and making out. That's, and that's allowed there. That's not, that's yeah, not no, that's, the rules. That's, what, yeah. I was, that's yeah. what I was getting at. Like they in horrible uh, English accents, by the way, French accents yeah. were like, um, we're going to teach you how to do romance oh. French style. Oh, you're, French style, you your know. French accent's worse than mine. Yeah, no, that was yeah. my, that was yeah. kind of Italian. Yeah. Um, but and they're like romance French style. And I'm like, you mean polyamorous where yeah. you could just uh, <laughs> Side pieces? fuck whatever that yeah. walks and, <laughs> and everyone's good with it. So, um, so you mean, the, the you quote, mean where you make out with each other's genitals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the challenges were, were these guys had to, um, let's see, walk up to, uh, Rachel and flirt with her. Like they just met her in a bar and that was, that was awkward. Uh, Ethan, the Asian guy, uh, found, thought it would be cool to crawl up to her. That was his idea of flirting. Dude. Then the, and that was weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, I'm a long time relationship guy. You got it. You have a girlfriend you've been with a long time, but before that, I mean, you used to crush it on Tinder. Everybody knows that was, did you use any of the moves like the go up? Hey, nice to meet you. You go up and then you grab the chick from behind and start shaking her around and calling it dancing. Like whose idea of flirting is this? Have, have none of these guys ever met another human being in their life? (laughs) That's what it was like. Just walk up and flirt with her, and the first guy uh, starts to semi dance with her, get behind her, put his arm around her like he's choking her. Yeah, they they were Gen Z guys that have only met yes. women online. Yes, who had zero capability of conversation. Yes. Like, no, this, hi, what's your what's your name? I'm I, I'm John. What's your name? I know I talk about this all the time, Jason. This. These guys needed the game. They needed. Oh, you love the game. They needed the pickup artist mystery there to show them because mystery. He's got moves. One. You don't, you don't talk to the chick. You act like she's bugging you. Then you have an interesting, you wear a scarf or something. So the girl will be like, who's that? What? The? It's the only guy in here wearing a scarf. I think I want to fuck him. And then you insult them, but after you insult them, you do a magic trick. And then you're like, hey, look at the, hey, there's a quarter behind your ear. And then they're good to go. If mystery had been there, these guys would have learned some tried and true pickup methods. Yeah, it was it was a disaster. Um, we we should try to get next- mystery on the show and get his opinion of The Bachelorette. Go on. Let's definitely do that. Okay. Um, because my the only thing that I, whenever you say the game, I just think of that Michael Douglas film. Yeah. Um, with with what's his name um fincher david fincher film yeah um david fincher so um sean penn their challenges include making out with their own hand and smelling each other's armpits what the fuck was that oh yeah they're trying to do pheromones they're so they so they're she they blindfolded her and they made her stick her nose in tino's armpits now if we're really like if we're really trying to get each other's sense Shouldn't it have been their bags? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Just walk. Yeah. Uh, crawl up and smell her ba- their bags. But It's, so, it's uh, all so dumb. So um, anyways, and then they all pen a letter to her. And this yeah. guy, Tyler, wins. Now, yeah. Tyler is, 
I guess he's actually a pretty, uh, he's a good looking dude and articulate. And yeah. He, he says all the right things, literally. Yeah. But she said to him, you're that's saying all the right things. Like, yeah, he that's just, a problem. He says everything that, that she wants to hear. And I think he's like, he's probably like, I don't know, five foot two. He's pretty he's, short. Uh, but, and he's, he, but he's really pretty. He like, won. He's pretty, pretty looking guy. He's very young looking. He won by reading a poem. And I was thinking, oh, this is a um, who's who can be the biggest bitch contest. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tyler wins. So he's he was talking to her over uneaten food. Yeah. And he tells his own, his own story about how he bought a house for his ex- yeah, where do these, um, where do these people live? He's he's nineteen and a half, and he's buying houses already. Well, remember he um, early on at the limo thing, he was the one who brought the Papa shot and said, "I own these." Oh, that's him, the guy from Jersey. So he owns Papa shot yeah. shots, or I'm, I'm guessing yeah. he's an entrepreneur. Anyway, he, he probably he, got some cash. He might be mobbed up like um, Rachel. Maybe they can yeah. connect on their uh, both of their um, fathers work in the organized crime field but he told a sob story about the ex and he said all the right things and yeah. the lesson is learned and i came for you and yeah you it does it, it doesn't work because he's like that feeling of that feeling of un um untethered i can't think of the word love he's like i look i didn't it didn't stay with her he's like but i want to feel that feeling again well this guy's just chasing the dragon he's a love addict <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. It's, and it's not a, it's particularly same, not not with her, but just right, I want to be in love again. Yeah, I just want to be in love again. It's it's basically he basically sounds like every heroin addict where he's like that felt so good to <laughs> love that chick that fucking stomped all over my heart. I'll, let's I'm gonna try to get it again. I guess I mean you're here, so let's see if it can be you. And it's uh, women say it on the show more than men, but it's like when the women say. I definitely want to be married. I just yeah. want to be married. Yeah. Like, yeah. That doesn't That's, necessarily mean you, yeah, but what I really mean? want to be married. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Rachel says it's been a tough week, but it's also been one of my best, best weeks ever because she ends up giving um, this pretty boy a rose. So if you're, yeah. if you're keeping score at home, Rachel has given um, two dudes roses who were really, um, in tune with her and paid a lot of attention to her in Tino and this recent guy. Okay. Yep. But that, that isn't enough. So um, Jesse cut to Jesse and Logan. Now Jesse is talking to the guy who's conflicted and Logan is saying, look, I have feelings for Gabby. I need to tell Rachel, I need to get out in front of this. I need something has to happen. So now we know that Logan at some point is going to tell Rachel that he would like to pursue Gabby. Okay. Yeah. It takes a while to get there. It takes a while to get there. So, um, so anyways, they go to the cocktail party for, before the rose ceremony. Right. And so yeah. we have two storylines playing out. We have the villain Hayden, who, you know, somebody's going to tattletale on what he's been telling, uh, the guys about Gabby and Rachel. And then you have Logan who, wants to convert to Gabby's team. Well, Hayden 
I think he's from Atlanta or something. He's got a Southern accent. Um, he pulls uh, Rachel aside and he's got this whole thing going on. And this is creepy. Um, I, I've never been a dog uh, owner. Um, yeah. I, I like other people's dogs. I, yeah. I currently um, live with my girlfriend who had a dog and I yeah. love the dog. But yeah, Dogs are great. I've, I've never had this. Yeah. And if, if you were to whip it out and start to show me, I would think you're a little off. Yeah. He has a photo album of him and his dog. That's a little weird. Yeah, that seems a that seems a little excessive. Yeah. Um now again, we don't know if this guy's an actor and this whole thing is produced, but he's showing her a photo album of the dog and he says, "But there's something I I really need to tell you. This is important to me. He's got cancer." Yeah. And give him a um, shot. And I was told that he's only got a couple months to live. Yeah. Um, basically, what he's telling her is in that moment yeah. that I chose to come here yeah. to, to fall in love with you. Yeah. And my there, I have a dog that's dying yeah. back at my place <laughs> that I'm not with. Yeah. That I love more that than I, anything. A dog that I have a um, a cancer duck. Yeah, you know they they take cancer they take the, a, a duck to all the radiation treatments. Yeah, and he's got the cancer duck there, but he can't carry that around with him all the time. So he yeah. has the he has the duck paw in yeah. his in his pocket at all times. Couple things there, like Rambo's still getting the treatment. You're oh, so- that's right. The dog's name is Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're such a scumbag. Yeah, that your that you, your dog's cancer duck is more importantly to more important to you than it who has cancer. Also a dog, a duck does not have a paw. It has a flipper. Your duck, it's duck's paw. And lastly, he's named his dog Rambo, a movie that was popular when you and I were kids. This guy's 23 and a half. He's never seen Rambo. He doesn't know about Rambo. And, And by the way, um, Earlier in the episode, this Hayden dude, he kept referring to um, to the term "rough around the edges" as one word. All I oh, said yeah, was word. was yeah. all I said was the word "rough around the edges." <laughs> she's 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 really caught up on this word "rough around the edges." <laughs> um, so it, it, it's it's a weird character for sure. So um, so it it this whole thing might be a ruse. Like what? Yeah. What? Is there a better way to, We're getting to gain another week on the show than yeah. to talk about a dead dog dying? Yeah. But as I said in the moment, I said, this could go one of two ways right now. We didn't know what was going to play out after this. But like when you tell her that you have a dog that is on its last leg literally at home, she could be like, oh, well – we're definitely not feeling that much for each other. Why don't you go home now to take care of your dog? Like she, as, as opposed to the, the other strategy, which is I'm here for you so much so that I'm, my dog is dying at home. And that's how important this is to me. Exactly. So go one of two ways. So, except, um, I, except I took its duck that it goes, that goes with him. Did he pause the cancer treatments <laughs> while he goes on a game show? So, um, so Tino, uh, comes into the room and interrupts. Now, yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Yeah. Tino comes into the room and interrupts as um, Hayden is is telling her about this dog that's dying. He's got the Rachel pops paw. up right away. Yeah, yeah. And Hayden and uh, you know Tino's like you know 
mind if I interrupt? And Rachel's like, yeah, no problem. Come on, let, let's yeah. do it. Like, yeah. So there was zero like, um, wait, hold on. He's telling me about his dead dog. But I want to give this a minute. Like she just popped up and went with the other dude. So it was abrupt. Yeah. And Hayden, yeah. Hayden is justified in saying that he didn't appreciate the way Rachel just moved off of this whole scenario yeah. without there being any kind of resolution. No, it's, yeah, she, he's, look, she's just not that into you. Right. You that, know, she that, likes that Tino better. Be yeah. So, um, of course, the tattletale portion of, of the uh, episode starts with Meatball. Meatball who was saved last episode finally yeah. enters this episode as the guy that's going to enter the friend zone yep. and tell Rachel everything that Hayden has been saying about her and Gabby back at the house. At the, yep. See, no, bitches. Th- you know what this was, Ed or Ed? Sorry. You know what this was, Jason? Yo, this was meatballs bachelor in paradise audition. <laughs> he comes yeah. in. Look, he knows he's not winning the show. Everyone knows that when you start narking on other guys, you immediately go in the friend zone because she doesn't, she no longer sees you as an alpha. She sees you as a buddy. Yes. But he goes, yeah, he he goes, I can be like a Bob Guinea type. I'm going to be, I'm the, I'm the funny, friendly, everyone's buddy. And they'll, that'll get me on, that'll get me on bachelor in paradise. And people will have seen this and they'll see me as a non-threatening. Yep. So this is this is a good play for this is actually a good play for Meatball. So Meatball and and by the way, the friend zone means you're going to be on the show for a little bit longer. Like yeah, it, a couple the more friend weeks. Zone, yeah, a friend zone is a good way to buy you. It is uh, at least one more week. So yep. he chooses to enter the friend zone by pulling Gabby aside or Rachel aside and saying, "This is what Hayden's been saying about you and Gabby back at the house. I just want to let you know." And then, so that sets up a, a real funny um, interaction. So Rachel storms into the room, and by this time, all the guys know pissed off Rachel. Uh, um, this mode that she gets in, and she's like, "Hayden, can I talk to you?" And they and she pulls Hayden aside. And this was very funny. It was kind of like a sitcom where, like, a Three's Company, where there's a misunderstanding where one person's talking about one thing yeah, and great. the other person is talking about another thing. How much? How much are we going to talk about Three's <laughs> Company on this show or Three's a Crowd? <laughs> you know, like, like when Chrissy pulls Jack into the room and Chrissy's like, "I can't believe um, you didn't tell me about that. It was so wet." And Jack Tripper's like, "What? You know, the sponge on the on the uh, on the sink?" And she's like know about your uh, underwear on the, you know, it's like, it was, it's like one of those things where um, Rachel says, um, do you know why I've called you aside to talk to you? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, why do you think that is? And he's like, well, it's probably about Rambo, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. I thought that was very funny. It must be about Rambo because, yeah. you know, after after you left, I went back and told the guys that I didn't appreciate the way you you treated it with Ram. And like Rachel had one of those moments, like you only see in movies and TV, where like she thought about like, wait a minute, and yeah. she thought about like going at him for that. And then she's like, wait a minute, let's stay on track here. I was just given some information about how you've been shit talking, Gabby and me back at the house, calling us bitches, and we weren't marriage material. And blah, blah, blah. So Hayden in the moment has a decision to make. 
Either yeah. he owns up to it and tries to explain everything he did, or he just goes deny everything. Yeah. And yeah. he chose the latter. Yeah. Deny, deny, deny. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he said none of that happened, even though everything is on, on camera. In other words, yeah. that when he watches it back, when the men tell all, all that stuff, they're going to be able to say to him, you did do that. And you told her you didn't. So, he, uh, he was he was counting on the unwritten bachelor rule that no the person accusing someone and the person being accused can never be in the same room at the same time to talk about the accusation. <laughs> right, right. So he yeah, goes, she- if I just deny it, there's no way they bring Meatball in here to point out this specific allegations against me because that's illegal on the bachelorette and uh rachel just chooses to believe meatball in other words she yeah. could have like corroborated meatball the story other guys. Yeah. And, and addressed all the other guys and had a whole thing but she just decided to cut to the chase and say i don't believe you and i'm walking you out so yep. um so our guy hayden is able to go back to rambo uh if rambo exists and, and this whole thing is is a real thing. Yep. Um, and they actually have Hayden. And this is where you kind of think that maybe this is a scripted thing. He's like, you know, I I wanted to find love here, but I I love Rambo. And I I want to go back to Rambo. And Rambo deserves me and puts on like a sob story. But Yeah, um, he's, he's crying like a bitch. Like, look, it, I'm, I'm happy to see him go. So, so now the... To finish this entire thing up, Logan and his conflict was supposed to be resolved because he kept saying, I need to talk to Rachel. I need to talk to Rachel. Tell tell her that I, I, I'd i like to pursue something with Gabby. Well, the dipshit like, is just sitting there the entire rose ceremony as the women are giving out roses, and he's just sitting there quiet. And they keep going to him with the off-camera yeah. stuff, being like, "I, you know, I just need to tell her." I mean, this is stunned really- that he got the last rose. Like, uh, but just, uh, what are the yeah. odds? But but just raising your hand and being like, yeah. "Rachel," because one thing I didn't mention was as soon as she she said uh, goodbye to Hayden, guess what happened? There's, there's they canceled. One. They canceled oh, the, the cocktail, cocktail hour, <laughs> yeah. uh, which yeah. is a, which yeah. is a week. It's almost a surprise when they have a full cocktail hour. Well, it's almost even, it's canceled almost every week. You know what I was kind of thinking there is like Meatball kind of fucked everybody over. Meatball had an he agenda. He's in it for himself. He's a me first guy. He comes in there. He he blows it up. He knows that's going to blow up the cocktail party. And then he comes back and like four guys are like, dude, I didn't get to talk to her. Like I was, <laughs> I haven't spoken to her this whole time we've been here. Like I, just, I needed this. Like what the fuck? And Meatball's like, yeah, sorry. Anyway, I told her. And Logan falls into that category of, I didn't get a yeah. chance to talk to Rachel, but yep. we all know that there are no rules to this show. Yep. The guy could have raised his hand at the rose ceremony and said, Rachel, could I talk to you privately? Happens like, all the time. It happens all the every time. season. Like, it was well within play, but yep. dipshit just chooses to not do that. Yep. And to w- wait until she gives him the final rose she was giving out, and then he accepts it. And then yep. he never talked to her about it. In other words, this is the cliffhanger for next episode because Logan hasn't said shit to anybody about his feelings. And now he's going to look like an even bigger asshole because he took somebody's rose. Yep from Rachel yep. and he's been taking roses yep. and the whole time he's not into it. So 
Logan will be the villain. He'll yeah. be the guy that everybody hates. Wait, and who got who got sent home though? Uh, well, Sean McCoy got sent home. Oh, he did. Yep. Yep. Um, Maybe she then, was intimidated because he was always getting naked and trying to show his dong. Maybe she was like, that was a little too much for her. That's right. And yeah. uh, some, some white, some nondescript white dude, um, he got sent home as well. Yeah. But the, the, the big, the big cliffhanger is what's going to happen with Logan and, you know, the preview for next, uh, for next episode is a lot of crying yep. and Rachel actually says, I quit. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. She's quit every episode. So I was going to say, what we've learned from Rachel and Gabby yeah. for the yeah. most part is when they're at their lows of lows, yeah. nobody loves them and they want to quit. But like, as we've pointed out a couple times already, she gave roses to dudes that r- right. are really into her, that yeah. she should be... She should be worried about the dudes yes. that are really worried about her as opposed yeah. to the guys that aren't into yeah. her. Look, she's like, not enough. she's like, nobody even wants to talk to me. I got three guys turn me down for roses. And yet she still gives a rose to Ethan and Johnny. And I'm like, who the fuck is Johnny? <laughs> I've never seen Johnny on this show before. And I'm like, he gets a rose. He's like, tosses his hair aside. I'm like, this is literally the first time I've ever seen this guy. Honestly, okay. yeah. what is Ethan still doing on the show? What, know, what, what, what exactly? He's total filler at this point. He like got down. He like crawled towards her like a rapist on the, in the, <laughs> that's how he flirts. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Jason, before we sign off, I have something for you here. Yeah. We're up to our long distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he likes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. <laughs> he was a little dog named Snuggles. Rambo. But he was most Snuggles. certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? see when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers man it's impossible to make those transitions and then you got to go into somebody dying you know they do this to me all the time i don't know what the hell they do it for but goddamn it if we can't come out of a slow record i don't understand it is don on the phone Okay. Down on the phone. I want a goddamn <laughs> concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up tempo record every time I do a goddamn deaf dedication. Now make it and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This a god last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is uh that, that's up tempo and I gotta talk about a fucking dog dying. Well, it's just fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous? Ponderous. Fucking ponderous. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah. Man. Nonstop music. Oh, Rick it's Rick Let me get that All right. You got a special request? Okay. I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. No problem. We'll play it for you. Here's a death dedication. <laughs> just for you. Uh, okay. Okay. That was, that's an all timer, man. How it went from zero to sixty uh, very fast. That's it's the best. That is not uncommon in the industry. And I've he, seen that. I've seen iterations of that many times yes. with different people. And he's a huge star. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. look, you know, you give it, give it to him the way he likes it. Give him the copy so that he can read it, and don't up-tempo give him a death record. dedication out of an up tempo record. Now, unfortunately, he's doing the top ten. What if the whole top ten is up up tempo records? You can't memorialize snuggles. 
Who's the guy that uh, that wrote and produced our theme song? Um, Brad in New York. When we're, when we're talking when we're talking about uh, Rambo and Hayden's dog dying, I, I need I need to get I need to get Brad in New York on the phone. Is mm-hmm. he on the phone? We yeah. can't we, we can't come out of this <laughs> fucking up tempo intro and talk about fucking Rambo dying. Ponderous. Brad in New York reached out and he's he on the phone. He's, he, he's like, Hey, he's like, I need to update that song for you and get rid of Chris Harrison. And I'm like, well, we talked about that. And it's like, it's so good when he's talking about with Chris Harrison crying in the limo home, how embarrassing I'm like, you can't improve <laughs> upon that. Like it's, it's a bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. Like it's, we got to leave it up in memoriam. Because it's just the song's so good, we can't take any chances here. Brad, we come out of an em- <laughs> up tempo intro, and I'm talking about a fucking dog dying. <laughs> You're talking about how Chris many times Harrison over here? <laughs> uh, okay, good job, Jason. For Jason, right, we're good. For Jason Stewart, whose microphone is only occasionally submerged in a fish aquarium. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the Ballerlifestyle.com. Share it with many of your closest friends. We'll continue covering the season. Hey, give us a call, 949-464-8257. If you have thoughts on the Bachelor, you can leave us a voicemail. We'll play it here. Also, send us an email, mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com. A lot of you reach out on Twitter which I appreciate, but, uh, you know, go long form with it. We'll talk about it here. That's it. We'll see you next time. Paradise is the key to the fantasy suite. Falls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl of the week. We're making a connection. We're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. we starting in L.A. and then we travel the world. we toast and champagne. we got 32 girls. who get to hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe but I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve So, it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the ball of lifestyle we living in It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in